awesome, terrible, hooray! Describe my dance. Um, it's a deeply erotic dance. So Dan's <laughs> taken off his shirt. Um, he is. It's. It's. I mean, it's. It's exciting. It's also scary in a way that I like. It's. It's good. Titillating. I was going for titillating. Did you get titillating? That's. I. I did. I did. That did come through. Good. That did come through. Good. That's good. The tassels were overkill. I think. <laughs> like spin them in two different directions. Wait, three different directions. <laughs> No, no, let's not do the... <laughs> anyway, hello everybody. Hey. It's Sunday. Doctor Who was on. We've watched it. it I enjoyed it. Yes. I did. I did. I thought it was... It was... There was like a plot. There were characters. Um, All things that the, we haven't had for a, a while. A couple of episodes, like definitely... Well, no, no, not a couple. Spy- what did we have? Spiders? And then what was last week's? I'm already forgetting Hospital last week's episode. ship. Right, so yeah, we've had two episodes that just did not feel like stories, whereas this one actually yep. like felt like a compelling narrative. Um, not at all what I was expecting. I was expecting no. a much more um, kind of, I don't know, like issues-driven um, political story, whereas it actually felt very much about one family um, having a breakdown as a part of bigger events, and that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I, I am finding myself, we can talk about this maybe a bit more, but I am finding myself hankering for a really good sci-fi story. It didn't feel, gotcha. it didn't feel like it had that aspect down. Just an alien, just a nice good alien I'm hankering for at the moment. Like with a good gimmick, right? Like a really good alien gimmick, I want. Yeah. But, the, but these ones, and these ones, um, spoilers by the way, obviously, um, but like these ones... This was a. I'm not imagining it. This was a plot in the last season, right? Yeah, it was the, Capaldi's the, the last episode. The aliens who were. It was Capaldi's last episode. So we're only, it was like six episodes ago we had this exact same motivation. Yes. Yeah, okay. for aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Twice so that was a bit of a shame. I was hoping there'd be something more interesting there. But it does make sense and, and obviously ties to. Uh, Remembrance Day here and Veterans Day in America, and it's it's obviously I wasn't I don't know why I forgot what day it was today until I was watching the episode <laughs> and yeah the the, fi- the fifth pan over Poppy Fields yeah I was like oh okay I see where they're going here fair play um yeah. so that one that was interesting I wasn't expecting that angle to be part of it but that's really interesting Actually, I I knew it was this day because I was playing Ardman's new game. Have you seen that Ardman have yes. released the game? Yeah, like a really cool kind of painterly style yeah, as well, right? Yeah, it looks like a whole thing. And it's like you properly walk around 3D environments. It's not just like flat and it's not like an adventure game. It's mm. it's very... You play as two different characters, uh, a German and an Englishman. Uh, one's a photographer, one's an engineer. And they're kind of been dragged into the war. And it's... I, I, I played like the first hour, hour and a half. And it's got like the, uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in a video game. Uh, and that mm. was, as the German guy, you have to write a letter to your eight-year-old daughter and decide what to say in that letter of you've just mm. gone to war. And I just thought that was like, like, it, it, this is a day when you're going to see a lot of, you know, we, we talk about it for a hundred years now. It's, it's going to be talked about a lot. But that was for me something that really like, made me think about, that was, re- that was a really good moment. That's probably my favorite thing entertainment-wise I've done today. But it was... I'm glad I was streaming it as well, because chat just went, fuck off, we're not doing this, this is on you. <laughs> <laughs> chat just bailed on me. But, um, yeah, that's how I know it was there. So that was just a quick recommendation. I like to recommend games. Should go, what was it? I can't remember what it's called now. 
Um, memories remembered or memory remembering memory something memory memories retold. Some... 11, memories 11, retold. Memories retold. This. Yeah, Ardman have put out some great little games actually over the years. Like they've got a really good games team. Yeah, which never really gets spoken about. Hmm. No, they deserve they deserve more credit. I'm I'm a bit biased. My girlfriend used to work there, so there's that. But I'm a bit biased. They made team. fucking chicken run, mate. <laughs> they did make chicken run. I saw earlier in the week. So we're off to a brilliant start. <laughs> Straight um, off. I saw earlier in the week. I saw um, Harry Gregson Williams uh, doing a live kind of demo of his comp- his his musical process. He was talking about chicken run. He did the score for chicken run. So he was talking about how he was doing how he's doing a film now where they wanted to use uh, so where they'd use chicken run as the temp track on an actually earnest film uh-huh. like that kind of that 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 prison break music they'd actually used it in like a kind of a more mature film he was like you realize we were taking the mick right like that's, that's <laughs> but yeah anyway this episode of doctor who yes uh, yeah, I, I like that it was I like we got some yaz properly yaz we got a lot we got a lot of yaz a lot of yaz a lot. We had a Graham and Yaz conversation for what I think is the first time. Because <laughs> I'm now yeah, trying to think of a yeah. single conversation that they've had at all. And I think it's it was the, in this episode. We need a, a variation of the Bechdel test for those two characters having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. 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 But it, it was it was a lot of Yaz. It was a lot of... Yeah, just Yaz was really... I really... I did... It kind of, the episode didn't start really well for me because we launched straight into the exposition grammar like just that there wasn't even like a I don't think we got an establishing shot we just got straight into alright here we go here's the exposition grammar setting things up with just machine like efficiency like they didn't want to sit around that grammar at all it just they were just like yeah no we're just we're going to get on with this because we want to we got a lot to cover and they sort of hmm. sagged after that when they got there like, I didn't feel... There was, like, some demons and kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe stuff's going on. But by, like... By the twist with the aliens, I felt like the episode started to come mm. together nice. Even though, yeah, like you said, it was a twist we've done before. Very recently. Death in the Doctor Who universe is a fucking long process. Because if you happen to <laughs> die, like, alone during the time that Missy was harvesting all the people to stick them into Cybermen, you're going to end mm. up in Missy's hell thing. You're going to end up with... Whatever they were doing in Twice Upon a Time, like capturing you and making a copy of you, those two dudes are going to turn up and make sure you're all right. I'd be bored of that. I'd be like, oh, for fuck, just loads of just, just this obsession of aliens. Yeah, just this obsession yeah, of like aliens. Like watching a Tarantino movie, it's like half an hour before the end, like, we're done here, it's fine. Let's let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need to go and An equal amount of blood, I suppose. You see what? I said equal amounts of blood to a Tarantino movie as well. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. I'm not trying to think of a single Tarantino film that didn't, like, sag right at the end when he's like, wait, I haven't put a scene with me in it. Stop the film. I want to say the <laughs> yeah. N-word. Exactly. Can I do an Australian accent? No, you can't, Tarantino, but you're very welcome to try. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do, like, I do. anyway, 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 anyway. This is a good episode we should actually be talking about. Yeah. We've gotten so used to having episodes that we didn't like. But or didn't uh, watch, thanks, Arachnids. Or didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, right, let's talk about the Doctor. Because yeah. you've got a nice chunk of the Doctor's character in this episode with mm. building and sciencing and tinkering. Lots of the mask on the face, the dicking around with the underside of the TARDIS like Matt Smith used to do. Mm. I love that aspect of this Doctor so much. I really enjoyed the, oh, I used to, oh, I never did this when I was a man. And then, yes, I'm joking. Any references to any change in regeneration or <laughs> like previous genders is entirely a joke. 
I'm yeah. fine, whatever it was. There's a playfulness that, was... that I really admire. Like, I like that. It's and then it's such a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, a lot of, there's lots of breaths of fresh air, but that one in particular is very nice. Yeah, um, and also standing up for humanity as well, which I she did do a bit of a a bit of a Matt Smith, you will fear me speech, and I yes. didn't hate it. I did not hate it. I thought she I would, the, but yeah. I did not. She had a little bit of a bite to her then. It was nice. She's yeah. She's a bit of a. We we start to also get. She's a bit of a do and then think about it later sort of thing. Mm. Which it's is a very a, bad like, idea when you're when you have that much power. But but sure. Again, it was a quite a Matt Smith trait of I'm going to come mm. up with the plan on the way there. <laughs> I enjoyed. I mean, one of my favorite additions to the whole Doctor Who canon was. Um, Moffat saying that the Doctor, whenever there was a moment of peril, went into his own head and had a conversation with the TARDIS. Like, just in the... What episode was that? I was in Hellbent or Heaven Sent. Like, he's just, he falls out the window mm. and then he's in his head. He's like, okay, what do you do now? <laughs> I really enjoy that little moment there. So that was kind of like the Doctor thought really quickly. I always felt like Matt Smith was just a bit out of control and things just worked out well. This is a Doctor that's now kind of mm. acting impulsively. Which I've really, I'm starting to enjoy just like, oh, I'm going to take the thing. Oh, I shouldn't have taken the thing. That's mine now. And then just. I think that's why I'm looking for. Sorry, I spoke over you. I I think that's why I'm looking forward to um, like a, what I would call like a proper sci fi episode, like an episode where it's got like a really interesting problem. Because I, I think the kind of, yeah, clumsy grab the MacGuffin and run approach works in these kind of stories. But I'm interested how they make that fit with with something that's got a gimmick to it narratively or or an interesting alien with a, with a weird power or something. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm excited to see that. I think it's a Doctor that works a lot better with these kind of character-driven stories. I can't imagine, can you imagine like a Matt Smith or a David Tennant in this episode, like just basically having a series of conversations in a in a hut, like that's not, no. it's not quite got the same. I think I think it, I think this is a character who's much more comfortable in normal conventional family situations, which I yeah. quite like. Yeah, I think we we it's touched nice. on this uh, in Arachnids that the Doctor was like, "Can I come and stay at your house, please?" Sort of yeah esque bit to her. Unless, like, Matt Smith, I'm never coming to Christmas dinner apart from one time. Mm. You know, it's got the tenants. Uh, yeah, I'll turn up and then just leaving. Like, like or or going a- on a crazy adventure. Like, yeah. it's, it's nice to have a, um, a character who's, who's more comfortable with human interaction, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, she's... I, lo- I love her. She Again, every single <laughs> scene. You can't take your eyes off her. She's, mm. she's, she's just got so much energy and so many beautiful faces of just... It's so many lovely little reactions to little things that are happening. There's always mm. all eyes are on Jodie in every scene she's in. She's total scenes. That's why I think they have to keep taking characters out when they're doing like the serious bits because they're like, all right, look, we need people to not be looking at Jodie as we hammer home the point of this episode. <laughs> you think that's been... why the whole conversation out in a corridor yeah. thing is a trope <laughs> they're leading on a lot is just to get rid of her a bit. That makes sense. Just to hide her away a little bit. Uh, more Graham was great in this episode as well. He's just the granddad of the universe. He's just yeah, he's he's brilliant, and and I like I like that by doing that. That also to me feels like a really smart choice in terms of taking that responsibility off the Doctor, mm-hmm. having you know not having to have her be the elder character. 
Like, yeah. that's interesting, because for the longest... I mean, even, like, you know, the first Doctor, right, was very much that grandfatherly character. And they've always, to a greater or lesser extent, kind of given that kind of age to that character. And here, yeah, because you've got another character whose job it is to kind of be everyone's granddad, that actually, yeah, that actually give, frees up the Doctor to be a bit more, like you're saying, a bit a bit less reliable, a bit more sloppy, a bit more messy, yeah. a bit more uh, compassionate and human. Um, not having to be the kind of the elder statesman. I kind of like that. A bit younger as well. But like actually Mm. younger and not whatever the fuck they tried to do with Capaldi's later series when he was (laughs) riding a tank and playing a guitar in a medieval thing and then Missy turns Mm. up and then it's a Dalek episode and you're just like, hang on, no, what? why stop trying to make him young in the wrong way? He still tried to control the room though. Like he kept trying to keep that age thing. In Capaldi's run, I, Jody just doesn't have the control of room. Like, if there's mm. a room, people, it's not you know. Again, in this, there's she kind of just lets people talk and get on with the plot. It's, I think that's why there's just so much. It feels like some of these episodes are quite like uh, like filled with gaps and there is Normally, the Doctor would just be like, "No, shut up! I'm the one who talks now. This is yeah. my point. The plot has gone yeah. slowly, slightly. It's my turn to just say the thing that's necessary." Yeah, run over there, run over there, wave at this. Yeah, do a big, a big thing. I, I, no, I like it. I think it's working. I, I, I think, I think this series. It's, it's exactly it's what you said in the very first episode of this, this amazing podcast, which has now been going for a, a long time. Um, you, you said it though. You said that you know essentially the, the key to a good Doctor Who is. And I'm using the show there. I'm not referring yes, yes. to the character of the Doctor as Doctor Who. I want to be very clear because I just I could see I could hear someone in the future typing a comment. That see that um, doesn't annoy me. I know it annoys some people. I don't give a shit if you call it Doctor Who. No, I'm guessing it annoys one of your commenters. Would have immediately jumped on that. Um, love you, audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's the veil of the nice guy Mike Bithell persona <laughs> that I do online. Uh, falling. Um, you said you said one of the things the show. Is good is is good at is if it can if it can be good on its worst day if the characters are good enough to kind of that you want to keep watching them and, and this kind of thing and I think that criteria has been met completely I think we've had a couple of episodes which have transcended but I think those episodes were good not because of the sci-fi aspect but because they were good stories they were yeah. you know and for, I'm thinking of this episode and the Rosa Parks episode yeah. just really interesting subject matter really emotionally complex and interesting periods in history great yeah do it with a couple of episodes that are about the science fiction side of this of this of this recipe and i'm very happy if we get that in later episodes of this series then it's it's up there for me i i'd also like just a just a just a dribble just a tiny speck here and there just levity just a fun episode mm. just let's have an adventure in space because right now we're having survival and learning. I just want to have playtime in space. Just a little... Just give me a fun... I mean, because even like the historical ones... Like you had Queen Victoria being chased by a werewolf. That's fun. We got. I enjoy that. That's a good thing. You've got Winston Churchill, but it's also the Daleks. You know, that's great. Let's, let's just have some... You know, let's have some more... Uh, you know... F- fun episodes. <laughs> Like, I'd like some unique sci-fi stuff. Like you're saying you want sci-fi, but I kind of want to go for the unique, weird sci-fi that Doctor Who's good for. Like, um, Yeah, sorry, I'm definitely not asking for, like, a Star Trek episode. You know, that's not what I'm coming here for. But yeah. yes, the like you say, the kind of... This, the, the, the fun sci-fi, I guess. Yeah, Like the God Complex, where you've got a mm. creepy hotel, weird Minotaur thing, like, weird... 
well, how does this all go? A together? high concept, a, a, yeah, a weird idea I've not seen before, and and, yeah. and I think that was something Moffat was a god level genius at, right? Like yeah. there were enough. I mean, I, obviously, we've talked about our issues with some of his choices in previous shows, but like he is very good at inventing a concept. The the um the silence. The idea of a yeah. species that immediately wipes its memory and the way that you compete that is by installing a warning into the most viewed video clip in human human's history. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. If that was in a movie, that would be that would be one of the top ten mo- sci-fi movies of the decade. That would be, you know, in the same way as like uh, I'm thinking of something like Moon, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, it would be that core concept is such a rich and interesting um, imagination sparking idea. So yeah, it's probably not sci-fi I'm talking about. It's more an interesting, fantastical, high concept. I want one of those. I want a couple of episodes like that. That's the stuff that I think is missing right now. But I'm yeah. I'm loving... I think we've had two excellent episodes and a lot of very good episodes. What's the consensus on the forums? Oh, shit. I didn't even... Look, I refreshed it. Let's you have didn't a look. look. It takes a while to load because people are talking about things. There's a poll of best sixth TV story. Man, the sixth mm. TV story seems to be a weak one. Ah, <laughs> uh, the caretaker. Oh, Amy's Choice was actually... Again, Amy's Choice was a nice high-concept one. Thinking about sort of the episode that came sixth in the series. Amy's Choice when you've got, like, the they're dying in the TARDIS, or Amy's pregnant and having fun with Rory, mm. or which is the real one. You know, I like that one. The long game was all right, I suppose. Simon Pegg, he's all right. Oh, the consensus is incredibly positive, which is nice. What a shock. 20% saying 10 out of 10, uh, 24% saying 9 out of 10, 21% saying 8 out of 10, uh, 10% saying 7 out of 10, and then some 3s, and a 5, uh, but just nice and low. So pretty much every 90%, 85 90%, 7 and above. Hmm. I-, I would have given it a 7, just because it kind of, overall, I felt it was kind of, it was a bit of a slog in the middle. I feel like we just had a... As much as it had good character work, I and we we've had good character work across a few episodes. I do miss dialogue. Some nice dialogue, I think, is desperately needed as well. What do you mean by nice? I'm interested there. What, what's your definition of nice dialogue? Less efficient dialogue mm. that can say the same thing. A, a great example in this episode is the Doctor lists off the things that she wanted and ends with a biscuit, and then you have. Yeah, you have Ryan do the Why a biscuit. You know, you have Ryan oh, have says, I don't no, want chicken poo. I don't want big dabs yeah. chicken poo, which is a great character joke, brilliant. But then Graham goes, Why a biscuit? You go, it's obvious why a biscuit, because the doctor's eating a biscuit already, we don't need that line. Whereas mm. Matt Smith had the sat behind the White House thing and went, I need an army, some maps, uh, twelve pots of coffee, jammy dodgers and a fez. And then it cuts over to Canton, who just goes, Get the man his maps. You know, and it's it's the same <laughs> It's this, you know, it's just, it's the, it's the kind you of want same the, thing. You want the, yeah, you want the wit. You don't want the script to do so much for you. That that feels like, yeah, they're trying to lead you towards a, a joke. It's something you generally do yeah. for a younger audience, where you all kind of remind someone why something's funny in the joke itself, rather than just relying on the This was a discussion I was having today with someone, was that, is this actually being written for a younger audience? Because I would say the plots mm. definitely aren't. The plot, like Rosa Parks and this one especially, were just very much dark, very much heavy sort of things. But the dialogue is a lot more written for children, I'd say. 
there's a lot more explaining things. I mean, it's not. I don't, yeah, I'd st- I don't think it's. A, I, I, I would put it a different way. I wouldn't necessarily say it was written for children. I'd say it was aspiring less for maturity. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 going for family entertainment, and it's not stupid, but it's it, it doesn't feel like it's going for gritty mature that kind of yeah. What is it? That's the the new Teen Titans show where Robin says or Night Nightwing or someone says fuck Batman. And you're like, it's a fucking comic book TV show, guys. Don't. Why are you? Why are you trying to make it? You know. I didn't know that was a there. thing, but that's hilarious. Did you not see this? No. There's a yeah. I can't remember. Someone will type it in the comments, but there's there's like a DC Universe TV show, and the trailer for it is. I swear, it's like a close up. Someone asks Robin, "Where's Batman?" And he says, "Fuck Batman." And you're like, "What are you doing? Like, who? He like? It's it's that kind of it's that kind of." Um, it's it's that thing you do when you're a teenager and you're still into children's things. Yeah. And you're like, I wanna I'm a grown up, my stuff can have swear words in it. And then you hear a certain age. Uh, which so I think both of us have passed, where you're like, I don't care anymore, I'm into Lego, it's fine. I don't all need I can Lego. hear all I can hear is the Torchwood theme just playing on a loop in my head right now. <laughs> because Torchwood was like, it's grown up Doctor Who. What does that mean? It means swearing and tits. That's it. And it was so, and it was such, and it was so pointless that they even did the edit, didn't they? Where they cut that stuff yep. out, and it had no effect on the stories yep. whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. See, they've got yeah. the best torture episodes were the ones where it was just a nice adult tackle of just difficult bits of sci-fi. Like there was, you know, I think primarily there was one that was I can't remember what was the thing, but it was like almost dealing with just mental health of people who were involved with time travel in some way or accidentally or alien artifacts or something, and just Jack would go and visit mm. these people, and it was difficult. And there was the one where it was just cannibals. That was just cannibals. But you know, there was for every one of those, there was also Cybermoman. Thanks, Jibnal. Which just tits. <laughs> oh, we haven't we haven't insulted Jibnal this episode, and I know that's something you always like to. He make didn't time write it. For. This is his first episode. He didn't write. We got we're chipping free. Yeah, I feel it like did, it, go on. I feel like his his paws were still all over it. It definitely has that. It didn't feel as unique because we've gone from five chipmunks in a row. I mean, the third episode through my Mallory, uh, Mallory Blackman as well, um, which was the only one that felt kind of different. But I felt it still had that same sort of feel to it. It's it didn't. I, I was expecting it to feel a bit more I feel that's the writers room coming forwards, where you know you're not gonna. That's kind of that's our baseline Doctor Who now. We've definitely got that sort of ground level. Last week's was a special. Oh, we didn't mention that last week because we found it out afterwards. Uh, in the credits for the Tsurunga conundrum, the character design is attributed to a different writer, which implies that this was a rescued script from somewhere. So it was a. It was yeah. It was something that had been done for something else, or was. Or like it was just a around. shit script. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As tends to be. Um, see, I, when I when I heard that, I kind of went back and thought, I wonder if this was originally like a big finish or uh, like an audio drama thing, just because of the amount of... Mm-hmm. You said that, I think, on the episode itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's very little actual, like, direction around. Everything is being described just a bit too much. And it's all... The although the general critical consensus the last week was my favourite bit, which was the doctor kind of geeking out about particle accelerator, was the worst bit. Everyone was like, "Oh, we hate that bit." I was like, "Oh, that was my favourite bit." I think that because that was the bit I could take away. I was like, "Oh, the doctor's nice," and that was a bit I could hold to my chest and be like, "Oh, I got something out of this episode." Not nothing else. Nothing else. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, we've got... The writer's room is definitely giving us that... Like I said in the first episode, I was worried it's going to get a bottom. And it's going to feel... Because the episodes feel pretty similar. Like, I don't feel... You like, mean just tonally, there's no standing out to them. I, I can hear you on that. Like, I think... I think it might be something to do with all of the... Um, they're definitely using, like... And this is actually something that goes against what I was saying about kind of it's not... It's trying to feel a bit more... Um, it's not trying to worry so much about feeling grown up. They've definitely got that kind of desaturated colour correction and everything, which does kind of wash everything to the same... Yeah. The same tone. This one I did get a sense of place in a way that I haven't had with some of the other episodes. And I'd say that's true as well of the Rosa Parks episode. Like, I feel like those two episodes do feel of a time and place. But I agree with you. Like, it's not... It's not as drastic. It doesn't feel like an anthology of interesting stories told by different directors and writers. Mm. It does feel more of a serialized um, continue. It feels like almost like a soap opera in that, like everything kind of looks. Yeah. It feels like it's one long story with several pit stops, rather than what you get with the best dog two, where you have standalone episodes. I I don't know. I don't think it was you. I think it was someone else on Twitter was saying like it's the first episode of Doctor Who in a while where I have no compulsion to go back and rewatch any episodes and I think that's true of me as well like I'm not I'm not feeling these are standalone in that way which plays into what I think you're describing yeah there's definitely no oh that episode like like if I want to watch an episode of Doctor Who I kind of flick through the DVDs or the Blu-rays and I go oh yeah I'll fancy whatever extremist no one fancies extremist but you know you just a random episode you just go oh no I fancy that one today whereas on this I'm like "Um." I mean although I'd say a really good sense of place. The woman who felt worth really captured modern nighttime general earth now nicely. And I know that's, that's a weird, that's, that's an easy one to do, but I felt like that very much had that, you know, the things that go bump in the night that I really liked that mm. episode's look and feel. Um, and especially just how much space the episode had in its, its direction. Um, the, again, same director as the one of this week. However, this week I felt we just, any close-up of any character was just the background was blurred so much they could have been green-screened, especially mm. in the forest. And this really glared to me in the foresty bits because you this have- was definitely a cheap episode as well, right? They did this. This is definitely one of their lower budget bottle, not bot- not quite bottle episode, but like well, they went they went somewhere locations. for this. They definitely went somewhere. When this, they went. I can't remember where they went for filming. They were, I think they ended up in Africa or somewhere for filming this. Oh, I can't that remember right? now. Okay. Yeah, okay. They, they were they were filming it somewhere far away, but they were in that oh, forest okay. and they were shooting it in that forest. And any time that they were like doing a, like a two thirds shot, it, the background wasn't blurred too much, and it looked like they were in that forest. And any time they were a headshot, I was like, "You just, it's too blurry. Just give me a little bit. I just need that a bit more of a sense mm. of where we are right now, because you've gone to a beautiful place." Like, you've got the opening shot of everything beautiful. I'm like, yeah, why isn't the camera pointing at that when you're talking? Yeah, I genuinely, honestly can't remember the scenery of the episode. Beyond, it was in a woods with some clearing. Like, that could easily have been somewhere. Like, that could have been Longleat or something. (laughs) I mean, that could have been, Mm -hmm. like, a centre parks or something. I genuinely... I'm sure if I went back and looked, I'd feel silly for saying that. But no, I definitely didn't get a sense of... Of that they had spent, you know, what I assume is a lot of money to get somewhere. Great actors, yeah. that was cool. The guest, the guest stars were brilliant. I liked. Yeah, um, I, like, I forget his name, but the I'm few... terrible with names. But oh, I can't fucking remember names. <laughs> I don't do names. I was going to say. I was going to say. I um. I loved um the the guy playing the the love interest, the the husband to be. 
mm-hmm. was I've seen him in a few things and he's phenomenal. He's really good. Another presence, I think, that kind of commanded the camera whenever he was on screen. I really liked mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I, I there was I can't remember somebody was very just Oh, it was old lady at the start. It was much nicer at the end, but at the start I just I didn't gel with it. I was like, why are you just Expositioning at me. This doesn't feel like it's. A, it's like happy birthday. Things I'm complaining about the time to the story. Okay. Mm. Okay, grandma. And then she was a nice old lady at the end. But um, yeah, there wasn't as much. See, this was an episode where you could really dig into a little bit the sci-fi of because Rosa did it very well with the we we have to tread lightly here. There's very mm. much a, this is you know don't step on a butterfly because you'll fuck everything. And this kind of felt like, whatever! Who gives a fuck? No one cares about Yaz. We'll just ruin her timeline. Um, Although, again, this was an episode where the Doctor didn't have really any involvement in the plot. This would have played out whether the Doctor was there or not. We've had a few of these this week, of just like, uh, this, this season, of just the Doctor's there. Well, that's because there's not really been many episodes where the solution's that clever. And that's what you the Doctor does, is solves problems. Yeah. And if you haven't really got a problem to solve... Why are you yeah. telling that story, is what I would say, the first thing to that. Well, why are you, why you, definitely why are you telling it like, as a Doctor Who story? Mm. Like, there's a, a valid question there. Well, here's, the, here's um, the interesting question, then. Would this have been yeah. better if it wasn't a Doctor Who episode? And it was just an episode focusing on those characters during the partition of India? Well, I, so, so that's actually something we've not touched on. Like, so this is a period of history I'm fascinated by. Um, yeah. I was expecting it to be more uh, focused on, frankly, on the stupidity of the British government, which which is obviously the big shadow hanging over the whole mm-hmm. thing. They 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 uh, they mention it, they talk about it, but like it's the conversation that's usually there. But the idea of yeah turning it into a kind of a family drama, I thought was really nice, and 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 told the story in a way that I think everyone can emotionally kind of understand. Didn't massively push the idea of. Uh, the religious positions of different characters like they didn't make it it didn't feel like a Hindu versus Muslim story it felt like a you know characters and you know characters versus dickheads was the kind of story it was wasn't it yeah and I and I liked that I thought that was actually a level of nuance that was cool in terms of your question would would it work as a family drama yeah but probably a quite predictable one right like it wouldn't yeah. it's not it's you know, I it's it just was Romeo and quite, Juliet. Really, it was, it's Romeo and Juliet with one character getting away. Spoilers for Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> yeah, to Sheffield though, so it's kind of like death. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like death. <laughs> 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 Got to weigh that shit up. Yeah, I mean, just because the aliens didn't do, and I really, my favorite, I, I did have a laugh at my inappropriate laugh of the week. I feel like this should mm. be a thing. We didn't have Ding any tumbles on fired guns. Everything that was set up was, was came nicely back. Um, mm. the, I, I enjoyed the. Although watch. it wasn't really an episode that relied on many Chibnall guns, did it? it wasn't, no, there wasn't. There wasn't. No. The watch being broken during the wedding ceremony, I really liked because you think, oh, that's going to break when it gets shot and falls down, but it just dropped during the mm. thing, and it's like this is our time. I thought that was really nice. Um, yeah. The bit I unintentionally laughed at was when they reveal that the guy was shot, which is kind of where I thought it was going. It was like, you shot him. And I just kind of went, so the Doctor, when you scanned this guy and looked over, you didn't notice maybe blood and a bullet hole? Just how this guy... Because there's aliens all standing out. You didn't decide to bother to check for the fact that he'd just been shot. Possibly a trail of blood leading to the... I feel like that was a, that was my... 
mistake of the episode. That was my mistake of did did you not just see the fact he'd been shot? Like if someone had been shot, you'd probably spot it. If someone screwed you, I'd probably go, "Oh, he's been shot, mate." That's what my yeah. screwdriver sounds like. That's your basic shooting. That's your basic yeah. shooting. It's your basic, oh, it's a basic what's shooting, what's mate. Yeah, yeah. basic yeah. shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been shot. There. By this guy. Oh, motherfucker. I'd have a Cockney mm. Sonic screwdriver. I've decided that's uh, definitely a thing. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's sort of... When it's like, the aliens are the bad guys, then who is? I'm like, maybe it's the only other character who isn't currently seeing around with everyone else. Well, and and to be fair, that you know that was signposted, and, and frankly, if you know a bit about the history, they're doing a lot to kind of convey what what way that character is going to go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it wasn't. It it was. It almost felt like, and I don't mind because it was very well executed, but it was kind of a bait and switch. It was kind of a this is the plot, this is the story. We're going to find out the mystery of actually no, it's just this historical event that is yeah. we want to talk about. I, I, think, I think that's fine, and it worked well. Um, and, and at least, and, and this is where, you know, I go back on my high horse from yesterday, uh, from last week with all this thematic stuff, like thematic consistency mm-hmm. gets you a lot of love from me. And yep. if you're making an episode on Remembrance Day and you've made your aliens, their whole thing is Remembrance, and you're doing quite that many close-ups of poppies, like you are, you are you're saying something. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, I don't think it's a coincidence that they take the time to express, you know, that the, this character was a soldier, um, presumably, if I'm getting my history right, presumably fighting for the British, uh, which is which it, it, so it would be a British veteran in in that sense as well. So it would tie back into the remembrance thing, and yeah. it's, and you know, as as I think it's actually, I think it came up recently. Um, some idiot racist yelling at someone of Asian descent that that you know his grandparents died for for Britain and she was like, dude, I'm my parents are really my grandparents I've I've got lots of veterans in my family who died for Britain like read a goddamn history book <laughs> you yeah. know um, and I think I think that was I don't think that was accidental either I think that imagery was something they wanted to get across so again there's an intent there I like that I like when I feel like the people making something I'm watching actually wanted to say something. So I think that all hung together. I think it's a good kind of episode. I want to, I want to see other kinds of episodes done as well. It feels like this show, this show is this season has been really good at this kind of episode. Yeah. It has faltered when it's gone into other directions. I just want to see it do really well at something else, basically. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. And the two episodes we made jokes about in the first episode of this podcast, saying, "Oh wow, they're going to really mishandle those." Yeah. Totally worked. Totally got because both of them. Because Chris didn't write them. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> As are my general thoughts. Yeah, Chibnall didn't write them. Um, oh, we had a we had an un uh, unmounted checkoff gun. I I could not <laughs> see. This is the problem of why I can't write Doctor Who. Is I would have had to have taken advantage of this. If you've got a hall of holograms of dead faces, I am gonna put a main character in that. And we are going to pan and reveal that as the end of episode 20. Because you, this is just too good of a fucking moment. If that had panned up, does... you see fucking Graham's face. And people are going, what the fuck? He dies, it dies alone. Or having, or, there, you know, it, just, yeah. you get a lot. There's a lot of things you could do there with setup. But you never, have, you know, you just wibbly wobbly your way out of later. But it's a nice little moment of, nobody notices it. But mm. the, the, it's for the audience. It's a nice for the audience moment. I would have loved to have said I, I wonder... I wonder if they are going to pull all this back together. I wonder if... Oh, my favourite joke of the first episode, I can't remember the name. The alien. 
the, the first the first episode of this oh, season. Oh, you mean Tim Shaw? Tim Shaw. Oh yes. I'm, I wonder if Tim Shaw is was maybe he was responsible for the you know maybe he was what part of the group who took over that who killed their planet or something like like I'm wondering if they are planting these seeds they're just doing it subtly that we are going to see this stuff all kind of pull together right at the end. It did look like a meteorite. Then they showed the footage of... What oh, was the, it a meteorite? Oh, I missed that then. I was looking away at that moment. Oh, there's literally like, a planet Twitter comes up and a big meteorite goes... In which case, disregard everything I just said. Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Good. I mean, honestly, we could probably do that for the whole podcast up to this point. <laughs> I think we lost. It's, it's like, you know, does Doctor Who need to be in this episode? Does Mike need to be in this episode? It's valid. It's a valid question. Do we need to do anything? Maybe. Nice alien design. I like the the look. Wasn't super fan yep. of their um, steps routines, just the their gesture, gesture. <laughs> well, they had to because they had no facial articulation in the mask. Yeah, so again, we've got completely they do, static they aliens. Jaws. They weren't moving. It's been a big, big problem with this series of aliens that just stand it. Love the teleport uh, effect. That looked really good. Yeah, thought that was really nice. Just the footage, and then they're gone. But yeah, not a fan of. I also like the fact they set a trap round, so if you hit it, you get teleported away from the place, and you go, oh, that's weird. Mm. But apparently that didn't get set off when they just wandered straight towards the thing in the middle that they were supposed to be protecting. They found um, they basically found the minefield on the way out, and not the way in, which I found to be a bit strange, but whatever. If that's yeah. I t- to be honest, I got a little bit lost by the teleportation thing in general. Like, I like the effect, though. I thought, I like, it's it was almost like the, um, oh, what was it called? Jumper? Yeah. Do you remember Jumper? What that a kind terrible of like, film that was. It was a terrible film, but a really nice concept. Yeah. The whole kind of like just... But it's sim- the, the effect, the kind of... Yeah. Kind of effect, that popping kind of yeah. idea, displacement. I quite like that without the... the not, you I don't feel have like, to do the Star Trek teleport. Yeah, the reason you got confused with the teleporting is because, I, if, if I got this right, was that the, the baddies had set a teleportation field around their pod, where if you walked up to it, it just teleported you far away from it. So instead mm. of being a, I'm going to walk in, it, it just basically goes, go away. It's not a wall. It's not a force field. It's a, it just pushes you away. And a normal human would just get confused by that and leave. Which I think makes sense, given the twist, right? Because they're not there yeah, yeah, to yeah, hurt yeah. anyone. They're just trying to keep it. But but at that point in the story, you don't know that information. So it's And like, also, I don't they just understand. walk straight up to it without getting hit, hitting this wall. And they only hit this wall on the way out. When they're yeah. running away, that's when they get pulled away from it. You go, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted a little bit more. I wanted a character to kind of come in to shot and be like, okay, so the thing about these teleporters, I want a bit more exposition there, I think. Just yeah. a tiny bit more. Just to build it Treat up. me a bit more like an idiot with that one. I also enjoyed uh, Yas's grandma in the past when the doctor's like, this is the thing that's keeping those demons that you've definitely seen at bay. She's like, make sure it's down by tomorrow. All right. It's keeping the. De- <laughs> Were you not listening? Did you not see the yeah. demons that we saw? I did like the whole guy goes to war is then haunted by demons. Mm. Thematically, the aliens fit the Thematically episode. Thematically, again, yeah. nice, very nice. Um, I wish it's, it's it's this it's this thing. It's good writing. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I'm sure people hear me talk about this and think I'm disappearing on my own ass, but. Even if even if you're not someone who's paying attention to the stuff thematically, there's still a level of um, that consistency just helps you. It just makes a story feel satisfying if yep. it's if it's answering some of its own theoretical thematic questions. You're going to have a good time going through it. Yeah, but yeah, even it's good. Don't it's, spot I, it's that good shit. episode. 
Yeah, it was nice. I I, I liked it. I, it definitely started. It definitely went. Be- it got better as it went on, as it built to its conclusion. Mm. I, I, we had again another dark conclusion. The Doctor just walking away, I think, might end up being a nice controversial Doctor Who moment. I can see a few arguments that the Doctor should have stepped in. The Doctor had uh, one slight misstep was the, the guy had his gun out um, while they were in the forest and the Doctor didn't make any comments about it and it was very much brought into focus. But then again, the gun became a very key plot point. Mm. I would have liked a bit of a put it away line from the Doctor as that's been a thing, but the Doctor's morality has been a bit all over the place. Uh, just a yeah, little. I, 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 yeah, there's not... And that's not to make this the... the Chibnall moaning but that is a showrunner's job is to kind of establish some of those consistencies yeah um because individual writers although this was a writer's room so there's there's a little bit more accountability but still like individual writers can't be expected to know what has happened two or three episodes away from the episode they're working on necessarily Mm. yeah there needs to be a little more I mean it's Chibnall's first year he's doing a much better job than anybody thought he would we've only had one absolute fucking catastrophe We've had two episodes that we thought would be catastrophes were actually good. And next week, we've got the best Doctor Who title I have ever seen. What is it next week? I, I think I missed the next time on bit. Didn't see that. It was like two seconds long. They are genuinely oh, okay. dreadful this year. They're just too, they literally do not spoil anything, but to the point of they don't actually show anything that's going on. They just go, something's wrong in this weird place. And then it ends. <laughs> and that's it. And they're just dreadful. And I hate all of them. I'd say they're the worst trailers I've seen, but oh my god, the fucking Kingdom Hearts 3 trailers that I keep bitching about on Twitter. Have you watched those? So I'm the biggest Disney fan in the world, and the least interested Same. in Final Fantasy ever. It's not, so it's not got me, Final Fantasy anymore, it's just its own thing. Final Fantasy's sort of been yeah, phased I, out I didn't get. I did not... I have, I have nothing but respect for the wonderful fan base of um, the Kingdom Hearts universe... I did not get on the train early enough, so I don't. I watch those trailers and I see things I like, but I see a lot of stuff that I have no idea what anyone's talking about. But, but um, Mike, all you need to do is buy Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Rebirth mixed by sleep, dot whatever it's called, and that's the complete collection. Which incl- have you ever seen the naming conventions of the Kingdom Hearts series? It is the worst I've, I've, thing. I've, one of the one of the fun perks of my job is I occasionally get to be like, um, you know, to announce something at like a, one of these E3s or Gamescoms kind of press conferences. And you end up when you're doing that, you end up obviously they you dress rehearse it all through the day before the before the show goes on. And I remember, yeah, one I was doing where it was like uh, Kojima was there with like announcing a, a specific kind of box that was in his neck. It was in the Metal Gear Solid, whichever the last one, Metal Gear Solid. Five we got up to, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was announcing a box, and there was like a Kingdom Hearts thing there. And I saw that trailer. I want to say like ten times in three hours on the most stressful day of my life. And I, yeah, I don't get it. But but you know, fair play as someone who's been to Disneyland three times this year and lives in London and goes to Disneyland in LA. Like I'm not judging anyone for their fandom of Disney. Oh, see, uh, it's not but, it, the only problem I have with that is those trailers are. Like, the trailers don't have sound effects. So the trailers are moments from the game with the theme playing over it and the character voices, but there's no sound effects at all. Is that like an aesthetic choice in the games as well? The, the games I like don't that? know. I've never played them. Okay. But 
It's, it's we def- need to start a Kingdom Hearts podcast where we guess on what Kingdom Hearts <laughs> might be based on the trailers. From what I can tell, it's it's an AMV. It's just an anime music video that somebody has edited because that's what it that's what it comes across like. That's the tone they seem to have gone for. But these like mm. it happened at E3, and I thought, oh, they just didn't finish their trailer in time. It was genuinely like a cringy moment. And then the new mm. one came out yesterday, and it was the exact same style. And I was like, oh, you've decided to go for this. That's so stupid. It's like you've got fucking Captain Jack Sparrow dueling on a ship in a storm, and this is the sound effects you can hear. Nothing. It's just Captain Jack going, hello, I'm Captain Jack. <laughs> and the music's going, nice. singing things about hearts. And there's, and, that's and, it. And, and, jo- like, and, and, and in 2018, Johnny Depp is not necessarily your top card. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have, you seen the, have you seen the posters for the new Harry Potter movie well, where it's all the all back around. of his yeah. head? It's like, wow. Johnny Depp on a movie poster, they put the back of his head. That's like, that's, that's a change. That's yeah. a shift. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the very few movies where when they revealed at the end of um, the first one that it was Johnny Depp, I literally booed. <laughs> and I was at home. <laughs> I watched this on DVD, man. And I booed. I went, oh, fuck. I was I really enjoying that it. character. Yeah, and Colin Farrell's like Super. genuinely very good at what he does. My girlfriend enjoys him for reasons other than his acting skills. <laughs> You know, we were we were enjoying that movie. It was a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you're just like, really, Johnny Depp? Yeah. Uh. But anyway, Kablam! is the name of the next episode. That's a good name. With What's an exclamation mark. What's your mark? synopsis? Do you have like a little plot synopsis there? Uh, there's a very light one of they just go to a big supermarket called Kablam! and something weird is happening. Also, it's going to be like, they live for kids, right? I, I don't know. But it's... I kind of want they live for kids. Do they, any of them have sunglasses? They have creepy faces. I'm going to have to look this up as we talk. They're just... Oh, there's a slightly longer trailer. Yeah, Kablams. Oh, there's a bunch of... I'm going to Google that. Close Twitter, where people are yelling at me. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm now just watching a trailer for an episode, but... Uh, that trailer's much better. Why don't they have these much better trailers at the end of the episode? Can you send me that link just so that I we don't both make keyboard sounds, please? So the, I can watch the it. Kablam tra- no, I can't because you're on my phone. Because of the professionalism oh. that we're up with. Sigh. I'm really sorry, did you see? Did you see that um, there was like a podcast uh, bingo that was going around Twitter? It's like all the things that people do like in podcasts and you can tick them off. And like one of them was like two white <laughs> blokes. And I was like, tick? Some keyboard sounds. That's... Big fucking tick. Can I swear? <laughs> Fuck yes. Big tick. <laughs> We're trope laden. I'm sorry. We're trope laden. Oh, wow. So it's, um, it's by and... What is it? By, by and large from... Um, for yeah. Wally, from Wally? Yeah. Nice. I'm into it. With a creepy... Actually, a robot that's kind of... Actually, genuinely looks a bit creepy. Sure, fuck it. That looks fun. That looks like that might be a bit fun. And then after that, episode 8 is The Witchfinders, not episode 9. We've also had a little bit more information about The Witchfinders. It's not... Because she- uh, people thought it was going to be set in Salem. It's not. It's set in Lancashire. Oh, cool. From what I've cool. heard. Well, I mean, there is a, there is a British history of uh, It features witch hunting, King, so. whatever his name is, played by Alan Cumming. Delightful. Who I love. I love as well. And we know this because he just kind of talked about it immediately as soon as he was given the role. Because... It's why we love him. It's why we love him. 
He is he is one of those actors who I assume is a really lovely human being. Like I would yeah. I would I like I don't I'm not a fan of his work. I want to be his friend. Like, yeah, there's a very specific difference there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be cool then. Um, and I, I'm sure a, a Doctor Who episode. And oh, and of course she'll be a witch, won't she? Because she's the woman who materializes out of thin air. Possibly, yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. That'd be good. Something we didn't talk about last week that I want to end this episode on talking about. Uh, mm. I thought we were going to talk about it and then I completely forgot because it's the most devastating news ever. No Christmas special this year is the current rumour. Slash possibly real. Okay. It's going to be a New Year's special instead. That's weird. Yeah. Is there a justification out there? Is is the, has the rumor got like a story of why the that's story is the case? They've run out of ideas to do for Christmas specials, which I think is absolutely. There's only so boring. many Santas you can change. Moffat said yeah, that it was New getting Year... harder and harder every time to write a Christmas special, and I was I like, I can see that, but is no. New Year that bigger? No, just shift? set a good episode at Christmas. Yeah. Do you think the one set on the Titanic really tied in with Christmas? No, just do a big, bold, fun sci-fi... You know, everybody watching it is going to be just going, I've eaten too much turkey and I want to die. Just give them <laughs> frivolity. That's what you want. You want a nice... Mm. A Christmas Carol is my favourite. So what I'm going to do on Christmas is I'm going to rewatch Matt Smith's Christmas Carol. That's my favourite Christmas special. Because mm. it's beautiful and it's great and the, re- the retelling of the Scrooge story is just so Doctor Who and so clever... And yeah. perfect Moffat. Uh, oh, I mean, were there other Christmas episodes that worked? Did Eccleston get a Christmas episode? Um. Oh no, he wouldn't have done. Technically, did he? he did. Wasn't the Unquiet Dead set at Christmas with? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but that's. Yeah. But you see, there that's we like go. People that's like people who argue a Christmas film, and they said at Christmas. Okay, so we had the Christmas Invasion, which was just Christmas Eve. Runaway Bride, which had mm-hmm. a bit of a Christmas thing going on, but it was mostly just to induce Donna Noble, who we'll come back to later at some point. Uh, Voyage of the Damned was genuinely dreadful, and it's got Kylie Minogue, my favourite person on the whole planet, in it. But it was genuinely awful. I hate that. Do you think so you much. do you think that's because you expect so much from Kylie Minogue that when she let you lets you down? When you cast Kylie Minogue and you give her the name mm. Astrid. Which is an anagram of TARDIS. I'm expecting at least something from that character. Oh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, especially with the it's like Kylie. The, if the TARDIS looked like Kylie Minogue, I'm like, yes, no, that's what the TARDIS looks like. <laughs> then there was uh, the next Doctor, which was a bit Christmassy, but not that Christmassy. Then Moffat took over, and all the Christmas specials were fucking Christmassy as shit. With Christmas Carol, which was great. The Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe, which was. Genuinely awful. Uh, the <laughs> Snowman, which was fun. I quite like the yeah. Snowman. I enjoyed we, the Snowman. I remember watching that one. We had uh, Matt Smith's Generation, the Time of the Doctor, which is just set on a planet called Christmas, which is actually just called Transalor. <laughs> it's like, it's a town called Christmas. So that's the only tie into Christmas. Like, there's very few ties to Christmas. So I don't buy it as a it's hard to write Christmas specials. Mm. And then you had just. It's going to be weird having a Christmas without Doctor Who. Yeah, but That's... I literally have to put Doctor Who on Christmas. It's so... However many years it's been now, it's, it's just, just part of the rhythm, isn't it? It's yeah. that kind of, we've, you know... Queen's Speech and always... Doctor Who about half five. That's the rules. We build around these things. Well, that's... I mean, that's... I, I always I always cook Christmas dinner for the family. Yeah. And, um... God, we are the same person, and... aren't we? It's really... Terrible people to do a podcast together. <laughs> terrible people. It's just... 
I think I'm the best podcasts are when there's no disagreement and everyone just says yeah. something. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's like I've done Christmas dinner. I finished that like we we you know, finished that at two. We ate. I'm sat down. I've eaten too much chocolate. I've read the first chapter of whatever book I got bought by someone, and then I'm ready for a Doctor Who episode. Exactly. Like, it's the same. weird to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's my reward for we cooking do, the Christmas talk. dinner. It's my reward yeah, for cooking exactly. Christmas dinner. Exactly. I've cooked the Christmas dinner. It took me six time, hours. Probably. You can all fuck off for 45 minutes while I watch my alien. <laughs> That's Sorry. me. That's what I like. You can all just, like, literally, most people in my household don't give a shit. So yeah. they can stay out of the room with a big 4K telly while I indulge myself. And I'm going to do that yeah. again this year. And I'm going to watch it at the right time. I'm just not going to watch a new episode. Actually, I don't think I watched <laughs> all of them. Um, uh, Figgy's ones, uh, Capaldi's ones, so I might just end up watching a Capaldi episode. Just watch one of the old Capaldi ones. What's yeah. the one? Isn't there one with a shark? Is there one with a shark? Christmas Carol, my favourite one! Yeah, that's right. That's that my favourite. That's my absolute yeah. favourite. That's probably my favourite. That might even be my favourite Doctor episode. Because okay. it's just so... It's just that thing of like, what's that noise? A Christmas Carol. What? A Christmas Carol! And then just, doom. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. The Doctor comes down the chimney because it's Christmas and what the hell. And that's his entire argument for it. Like, there's no... It just makes me love Moffat, I think. That's what I love. I love Moffat. I love Matt Smith. They all got together brilliantly. It's got What's-His-Face in it, who I now can't remember the name of, who's brilliant. Yep. Give me his name. Michael Gambon! Thank you, Brian. It's got Michael Gambon in it. Mm. What more do you need from Christmas? Apart from, of course... The 11 p.m. Morecambe and Wise binge. I do like a bit of Morecambe and Wise on Christmas Day. Yep. You've got to have a game I of like... cards or Monopoly or something. That's right. Yeah. For me, it's always Lego. I always have to have some Lego. And if I sense that, if I don't think I'm going to get bought Lego, which I'm not often anymore as a 33 year old man, <laughs> I will buy myself some Lego. I've done that a couple of years where I've bought a specific Lego set and it can sit in the corner and it will be played with a Christmas. You know? I am always bought Lego. Always get a little Lego set. See, I. Yeah, I don't. I don't. My um, I think my girlfriend's sick of it. I think she's uh, she's oh, actively doesn't want to be part of the problem. Have you got a Lego hall somewhere that's just un, like unbuilt Lego? Have you got that? So I don't know. I no. I no. I build. It's the bricks. It's the it's the aftermath. It's the amount of boxes of plastic, and we move quite a bit. So every we're about to move again up to Manchester. So we're. Uh, <laughs> which is the amount the amount of work it takes to like move that much Lego and, and the weird looks you get off the guys doing the moving where they're like, Oh, you've got kids like no, no, no I haven't. Don't. No. Why have you cling filmed all this Lego? Pro tip, cling film your Lego sets. That's my secret pro tip for moving. I've moved countries. Cling film. Yeah, if you get if you've okay. got a built Lego set, wrap cling film around mm. it, then any bits that break off, stay with it. And oh that's it, interesting. That's my secret that's a, technique. That's a top that's a top tip. That's my top tip for today. You've learned top something tip. listening to this. My my thing, I'm trying to break down all my sets into, I've got like jam jars of different colours and stuff. So I've got like a, I'm, I want to have like a wall that's just Lego bricks in oh, boxes. The dream. But, but it's, it takes a lot longer than you'd expect to actually pull that off. So I'm only about yeah, it does. a third of the way through. <laughs> and then what happens is someone goes, oh, I used to do Lego, but I don't do it anymore. And I've got loads in my loft. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah. And then you've got another two massive tubs <laughs> of Lego. <laughs> What do you do with this Lego? What's the point of this Lego? It's nice though. Do you think do you think we have any listeners who don't actually listen for the Doctor Who and just listen for our our little 
probably adventures we go on every time we talk i get the horrible feeling we're genuinely the same person apart from you have success <laughs> and i'm a youtuber i think you have success you have lots of you yeah, have but you have got, youtube success yeah but that's, that's real not, that's not success i'm proud of that's the difference <laughs> if you think i always want to be a youtuber i'm just making it I'm you, just making you know, games to try and get big on YouTube, Darren. That's game why, developers, that's people like it. you and Tim Schafer and Hideo Kojima, Miyamoto, YouTubers are all Nazi racists. That's what we are now. It's, but that it's, makes you stand out. That's what makes you special. <laughs> I'm the yeah. only non-Nazi racist. If you're standing with a group of nice. people and they're all Nazi racists, maybe stand with a different group of people. But the contrast, that's what I'm saying, like... <laughs> The worst, the, the 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 best I can be is almost as nice as Tim Schafer. That's the best I can achieve. Whereas you, you're you're definitely better than the Nazis. <laughs> and on that bombshell, Remembering Sunday is a very important time of year. <laughs> we like we're showing the appropriate level of respect. I think. Uh, well, we're, I'm actually going to go do that now for a thing because I'm not going to edit this straight away. It's going to go a bit like so I'm going to go watch Peter Jackson's new film on BBC Two. Yes, which looks I can't wait to see that because yeah. And if you listen to this, you several watch of it, my I play it for a week. Then I play for a week after. Yeah, because it's for me. It's like the two things I'm fascinated by: history and cutting edge video frame interpolation. And I'm not being sarcastic. Genuinely obsessed with frame wow. rate because obviously it's a big part of a game developer's job. Wow. So it's, it's everything I need in my life. Except I'm just saying that my Skype literally cut out on you then because you were too fucking nerdy. It actually, the error message that popped that's up fair. was like, Mike's been too much of a fucking too, nerd. Too fucking nerdy. Yeah. You, you don't that's need to fair. hear this. Cut this. <laughs> too, too nerdy even for this. A Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> yeah. And no, he, yeah, he dug through the archives. I think it was the Imperial War Museum or somewhere. Like he, he got all so, the. So it was like a, it was like a radio series, I think, that they they found all of this stuff and used it for voiceover. Yeah, some really good interviews because they went and they had like lip readers work out what they're saying. Obviously, there's no sound in the recordings either, yeah. so they had to rebuild everything. It's amazing. Anyway, I'm gonna go. And yeah, it's the, now. the footage, the footage runs between ten and eighteen frames per second and changes in the actual scenes themselves. Well, it's hand cranked, yeah. So it's hand cranked. So it's as good as someone trying to keep rhythm with their with their hands. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's. But they've also had to um, build in frames. It's interpolation, so you're actually like with water splashes. You have to effectively. I mean, a computer can do a lot of it, but as with all these processes. So much yep. art and craft in applying that properly. Yeah, that's why I'm interested. Amazing. And you missed it if you're listening to this, because I'm not going to edit this in time. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. it. That's the thing. Woo. Bye, everybody. Next week, kablam! And creepy face men who stare in supermarkets. Greeters, I think they're called. Bye. Bye. Bye.